This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 230. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On this episode we continue our look, our five episode jaunt through the Indicator Bloody Terror box set. This is the movies looking at the shocking cinema of Norman J. Warren, 1976 to 1987. On this episode we're covering the second movie. In this collection, it is the movie that he followed up, Satan's Sleeves, which was a movie we covered two weeks ago. Uh, he followed up with a movie called Prey, which sees him going in a different direction, away from witchcraft to motherfucking aliens, which is what we will be covering on this episode. Of course, I'll be joined after the break with my great guest, Derek Bourgeois, and we will be looking directly at that movie. This series will continue through likely up until about the end of June, kind of every other week you're going to get one of these drop-ins. So strap yourself in. Hopefully you manage to acquire copies of these movies or you bought that box set. FYI, there's lo-fi versions of them all on YouTube. So if you're holding back and you don't want to spend the money on that box set, which you really should because the box set's incredible, then uh, why not treat yourself to a couple of YouTube versions of these movies? So yeah, that's what we're doing after the break. Now, welcome to a brand new week of horror podcast. There is a ton of stuff coming from Under the Stairs this week and loads coming from the Teapots Collective as well. You may be asking yourself, what is coming out though, Duncan, on the podcast Under the Stairs feed? Well, we're starting here with this episode. Yes, that's right. Starting right here. On Thursday, we are doing Movie Club. Now, you have until Wednesday to get your reviews in for Julia's Eyes as part of our run looking at Spanish horror movies on the the next, essentially, four episodes of Movie Club. So Wednesday's your cut-off point, but that episode drops on Thursday. On Saturday, it will be, of course, another one of those listener choice episodes. You need to be on the Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast on Friday this week to partake in the votes for what will be covered on Saturday, then Sunday, 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 we're looking at our Arrow video assortment. Now we are having fun with that one, there are so many titles to get through on the old Arrow video assortment and the previous episode we covered The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Coming up on the next one we will be looking at a double hitter with uh, The Endless but we'll also be covering Resolution as part of that release. So yeah, you really want to get on board with that. Speaking of Arrow video, hopefully you will be checking out uh, some of the stuff that I am doing in terms of interviews with uh, directors of new releases through Arrow video. We put out an interview last week with Lucky McKee on his his participation and his directorial efforts of The Women, which has now just been released in 4K 
on Blu-ray by Arrow. So that title is now out, so go and get it. Trust me, it's worth every fucking penny. And next week, we will be dropping a interview and a review of the new Jeremy Gardner movie. So it's Jeremy Gardner and Christian Stella, who are once again reuniting to work on a new project. This one is After Midnight. It's also getting the rather spectacular Arrow treatment. And uh, the interview I conducted with them will be dropping probably not this week but next week along with a review of the movie as a bonus episode so keep your eyes peeled for that as well so that's your lineup for this week from podcast under the stairs on the teapots collective dropping tomorrow uh, he says looking at his calendar dropping tomorrow you're going to get the where to begin with jallo episode which has been delayed a whole week because of interviews um, you're also going to be getting an episode of opera omnia which will be dropping approximately thursday and then approximately Friday or Saturday you're going to get doing the nasty so essentially three episodes in a week coming out there to bring us back in schedule with the plans that we have and then things go back to normal in June with an episode of Chronicle planned an episode of Where to Begin with Jello planned an opera omnia and of course another doing the nasty so that's your lineup, ladies and gents for this week Tons of content, I think, in total episodes with my voice for Podcast Under the Stairs and Teapots Collective Things. You're getting like seven episodes this week. So, yeah, good times, eh? Good times. If only we weren't so busy with the lockdown that we're in. I know, I know. Also, be uh, noted for your calendars that on the 1st of June, we will be publishing our official 100 movies that will be covered as part of the Summer Teapots Top 10 series. I will of course be doing a live stream as well and uh, putting out a little recorded bonus something which covers the 100 movies as well. I swear you can download a list, so I'll do like a Google Doc or something and put that out there as well um, and give you uh, an update as to where we are with them. That series officially kicks off in the middle of July, so it gives you about a month and a half head start to pick off the ones you've never seen before and trust me there's going to be a ton of obscure foreign films on this list I can't wait for you guys to hear reviews of. So this intro has ran long uh, which is good because the review of this movie is not long because there ain't that much to talk about when we come to pray but we are going to take a very short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love, you're going to hear the trailer for the movie Pray from 1977, I think it was, or 78. You'll hear me talk about it when we get into it. Um, and yeah, I'll be joined with my guest, Derek Bourgeois, as we look at this movie, this number two in the Bloody Terror Collection. Coming right up, right after this. Hello, this is the Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. <laughs> the truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's got to go. <laughs> That's got to go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard or Jeffrey or Simon. That's right. We have four people and we always talk at once except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. 
check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, this is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? <laughs> we got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Kato to command ship. Command ship. I am now in orbit. Proceed with mission. UFOs. Fact or fiction. Space explorers are figments of the mind. <coughs> Made contact with human life forms. New identity established. Are aliens already amongst us? Command ship. Command ship. Their immediate reaction aggressive. To take terminal action. Continue with mission. Why are they here? For a million years, man was the hunter. Now, he is the prey. Prey. Certificate X. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So, like I said in the intro, you are joining us in part two of a five-part series looking at the indicator Bloody Terror, the shocking cinema of Norman J. Warren box set 1976 to 1987. On the first episode, we checked out a little movie called Satan's Slaves. Safe to say that myself and my guest, who I will introduce in a second, both dug that one a lot. Uh, He had the inside track. He had some insider knowledge uh, and told me that Prey would be an interesting one. And he was right. Uh, <laughs> haven't watched that movie yesterday. We've got some stuff to talk about. But joining me on this episode and join me in the entire journey of this box set is my very good friend, Derek. Derek, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Uh, we were actually supposed to record this earlier. And then, uh, like, of course, my alarm on my phone sucks. And... Uh, <laughs> I missed that original, but we still got to record today, so it's all good in the hood, Duncan. I actually got to do some other things before we recorded, so that was always good to do, you know? Yeah, of course, man. The thing is, the thing is, I I was, like, I was, of all the recordings that I've done today, this is the one I was most excited about because this movie... Yeah, we'll get into it. But this movie, oh dear. Um, So, like, part of me was slightly bummed earlier on, and we've made it work, and that... That is the power. That is the power of the internet. Is the fact we can reschedule a couple hours later, swing back and and, and get into this this movie that we're going to be discussing on this episode is Prey from 1977. It is the second disc in the box set. It's of course directed by Norman J. Warren. The writers behind it, Max Cuff. It's an amazing name. And Quinn Donahue, less of an amazing name. Uh, the movie itself stars limited cast. We have Barry Stokes, Sally Faulkner, Gloria Annan, Sandy Chinney, Eddie Stacey, and Jerry Crampton. The synopsis for this one, this one makes the movie sound a lot more interesting, uh, is a deadly shape-shifting alien infiltrates a country house occupied by two lesbians and proceeds to study their behaviour for a sinister purpose. Um, It is almost unrecognisable 
Derek, that this is the same guy who directed a movie a year before that I was sitting like raving about uh, the use of its camera, the use of its colour, the soundtrack, the you know the the tongue in cheek nature of it, the prowess of the acting, the script, the design, all the stuff that I was was praising quite heavily here. Um, is almost non-existent from Prey. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how weird is this fucking movie in that it is... It's not even an hour and 20 minutes long and I swear to God I felt like it was on the screen for two and a half. It, it's because... I, the thing with this one, the score isn't as prominent in it yep. and I feel, I feel like since it's a quieter movie in that sense, it kind of makes it feel slower it's kind of like that john roland effect where his movies are always quiet yep and you know it's like you know in that effect it makes it slower than it actually feels because you know it's just people fucking sitting around talking with nothing happening and you know the first time i watched this i was in fucking dreadful fucking pain because i was like (laughs) what the fuck is this and you know (laughs) You know, I did kind of notice some aspects of it that I did kind of did like on second time watch. I mean, there's there's ideas in here that are really quite cool. And there are the occasional effect or even the score, which is quiet, has a there's a there's a weird kind of precursor to something like extra um, in in terms of how the synths are used in the score. I, I kind of dug that aspect about it. And it does what it says on the tin. I mean, this is a movie about an alien like essentially observing humanity and reporting back to his alien friends. Um, so, I mean, it does that, but all it highlighted to me very, very, very quickly is relationships are tough and humans are boring. Um, like, <laughs> so I, I came to think weirdly that in the hands of another director and maybe a better script, this is this could be a better movie. And the reason I say that is last year, uh, for a kind of listener selection sort of thing, I think it was the anniversary show that I did for Teapots last August, um, I did Under the Skin, which is a movie which is essentially the same idea. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what I thought about like right away, like mm-hmm. on the second time watching like, I actually haven't seen. I didn't actually see Under the Skin like the first time I seen this movie. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, uh, this is kind of like Under the Skin, but kind of slower, slower pace. Yeah, uh, you know, and you know, in the aspect, I, I, you know, it, this is kind of a ballsy movie for the time period to have like a lesbian relationship in mm-hmm. in, in that aspect. Or, I, I kind of respect that choice because you you don't like in movies today you wouldn't kind of see that or movies before it too mm-hmm. like in that aspect where you don't have like to see like this kind of like feeling relationship crumbling between these two lesbianic fucking couple and you know in this weird love triangle with like this fox alien creature because yeah <laughs> never <laughs> explained to love it I, I absolutely love the fact that he does just change into a kind of fox vampire. Um, well, you know, whenever whenever the mood suits. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's, here's here's my here's my issue with it. Right, the right. the biggest issue with it is that 
I think this movie starts super strong. I think this movie finishes super strong and almost in a weird way finishes very kind of British kind of almost Quatermass-esque with the, you know, the the end transmission to, yes, I can confirm the protein is of a higher, you know, high quality, begin the assimilation. You know, like, I I, kind of love that, like, the end of this movie is we're all fucked. Right, we we are yeah. now meat for the beast, and that is that is it, right? But the middle of this movie contains a lot of stuff which, in other movies, would be handled differently. And it's not to say that like I think you're right. I think it's it's kind of ballsy to to have you know this kind of this lesbian couple and actually show that things can be less than idyllic in that sort of situation as well. You know, you can have lovers' quarrels regardless of sexual orientation and they can be just as crazy as they are um, portrayed with uh, like a hetero couple or anything like that. I, you know, I, I, I like that aspect. I, I like the aspects as well of how, you know, one of them is more taken to being caring while the other one sees this, you know, this, Anders. Yeah, Anders is potentially some sort of threat to not not only them but potentially their relationship, which you know, like fleshes out that maybe there's you know a bit of jealousy there, maybe there's a, a commitment issue that is unresolved. Those aspects I think are fine, but the 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 mundane we we observe their day to day reactions. I think is what is ultimately like a giant anchor tied around this movie. Whenever it yeah. starts to get interesting, we overstay scenes. Like there's yeah, a, there, yeah, they um, linger. Yeah, there's a, there's a sequence um, where the it's like hide and seek um, they play, and uh, the, the 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 kind of central premise behind the, the the whole kind of hide and seek thing that they're doing here is that like Anders doesn't have as an alien the capacity to really understand one while why they're doing it, two how to play it, or three how it works. And that to me should be like a two minute scene. That should be that this should be a two minute kind of joke but with sinister you know, uh, you know, undertones in the background. Um, ultimately the scene felt like it went on for about twenty five minutes. And at that point, I'm like, well, what are we, what are we doing here, out with padding for time? It's almost as if there's half a script here, half a story that's been handed over, and Warren has had to pad it out to give it feature length status. I mean, to me, there's no surprise that this movie is just under an hour and twenty minutes long, um, because we're we're kind of we're ebbing feature length status, but a lot of that is just. Is, is padding it's like scenes drawn out and that to me that that started to hamper my enjoyment when I was getting the stuff I wanted on screen I was invested but yeah. those scenes are peppered throughout what is a fairly pedestrian movie um, which hints at something more like this is this is the UK this is sci-fi horror. This is what the UK is fucking known for. This is our bread and butter. We've been carving a niche out for for decades in this world. I mean, we are what well, we are fucking a couple of years away from you know be uh, embracing into our bosom 
Toby Hooper and putting out Life Force. You know what I mean? <laughs> which is in my top ten of '85. Yeah, which <laughs> is fucking bonkers, crazy, balls to the wall, vampiric, alien nastiness, um, and I love every second of it. Prey, you know, occupies a similar sphere. You know what I mean? And is just it has in comparison, nothing happens in this movie. <laughs> You know what I think would have helped maybe the middle part a little bit more? A few more kills, maybe some bystander characters. Definitely. We had that scene with the cops earlier in the movie, and I think maybe maybe another section where maybe like three or two other people get killed. Like, they're like, oh, I'm just stumbling through the woods near the house, you know? And Andrew's going going to vampire fox mode. Yeah. Or even like at the like when he does the thing is as well he saw like the, even at I love the like I love the ending not only because he's communicating back but whilst he's communicating back he sees two two children walking through the woods and we're like all right they're food you know what I mean I, like all those aspects like you don't have to like even physically show them attacking so we see plenty of dead animals. So mm-hmm. like maybe a news report in the background about missing people, you know, anything to to ramp up the tension, uh, ramp up the 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 the, the kind of idea that this guy is a danger because we try and humanize him so many times in this movie that they dress him up like a woman at one point. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Like, this was the most interesting because I actually forgot that happened and just watching. I'm like. And you know the way I, I kind of like the performance too because it's kind of like the aspect where he thinks it's normal. You know, yeah. it's like it's like a, you know, because he doesn't know what about like different sexes and what they wear and shit. You know, because they all wear like Michael Myers jumpsuits on his planets. Because when we first see him, he's in like a Michael Myers jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, in the aspect I like it kind of like a Joe, which is kind of the more like sterner of the relationship, kind of goes in for a kiss on him when uh, the other one's not around to get yeah. the cake in that aspect where there's kind of like this inner like sexual turmoil between both of them it's not even just the other one that wants to kind of want to f- excuse my language for some of the fuck mills <laughs> she has kind of like this inner demon inside of her too which kind of led to like this kind of red heron scene where like the Stanley character, which we don't even see in the film, mm-hmm. where it says that Joe actually killed Stanley and stuff in that aspect. And, uh, you know, I kind of wish that there was kind of more turmoil with that and maybe find out more about Stanley, which it, it kind of is in the movie, but it kind of is not displayed. They have a fight about it, but I wish there was... Kind of like, oh, more evidence. Oh, I found Stanley's skull inside the fo- the plant yard, you know? <laughs> like, yes. something like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it, I kind of... It, it's definitely my least favorite of his movies, spoiler alert. But I think there's some interesting aspects to it, which I don't even think it's badly directed in that sense. I think it's just the script and the budget that he had with this one kind of fucked him in a way. Totally agree. Totally agree. There, there are some great shots still in the movie. It's just the budget is not there, and you know the story is just it does feel padded at times in that sense. Yeah, I mean, and you've got the you've got the kind of mansion like house, but out with that, it's it's relatively single location, um, and even when we're moving out, it's in it's in the woods. 
you know, surrounding wooded areas, and you know, like w- that you can tell that there is oh, a limited cast here again, so you can tell that there are budgetary constraints. And that, you know, that has an impact. It does have an impact. I, I, I'm with you. I think it's like there's a couple of sequences specifically to once again towards the end um, where, you know, when we walk in on Anders feasting um, and like I, th- I thought that was shot fucking brilliant or even the, the, the idea of, um, you know, her running away and falling into the grave. Uh, like all those shots are like really, really well done, handled well. The camera at times is kind of playful. It's just there's, to me, there's there's half a really good idea, uh, and the other half isn't quite developed. And we are trying to essentially make something which feels half written into a full length movie. And it's it's where, like I say, it's where it kept fallen over for me. Uh, interestingly enough, I did a bit of, a bit of checking around. Uh, this is another movie that was cut in the UK. Um, 11 seconds chopped by the BBFC to reduce the shots of which I at first thought was going to be lesbian sex, but apparently, no, BBFC, all about that lesbian sex. Uh, what they uh, chopped out was 11 seconds of Anders attacking the girl um, at the end. Uh, which were cut out of the movie until the Anchor Bay release in 2004 and of course make their way onto this Blu-ray. I'll tell you what else I, I found quite interesting like we spoke about Satan Slaves the the kind of remaster from the box set and how right. I was like that actually this looks like you know a really good remaster and whatnot. Um this is a this is a flatter movie in terms of its palette a lot flatter which surprised me because with the you know more outdoor scenery and stuff like that you would expect the colours to be a bit more vibrant and it is it's a very kind of it's a very flat very stereo movie which uh, in some ways aids it because I think sci-fi benefits from that idea of you know almost the surroundings taking on how they how an alien would see them which is yeah. the wonderment that humans see them in um but at the same time though it, like the the kind of flat cinematography does add a kind of almost tv movie-esque quality to it um and that's what i kept thinking about is like this felt to me like having grown up watching you know like um like the Hammer TV shows and things like Tales of the Unexpected and all, all these these British shows of the era, which would do these kind of um, almost on some level these kind of amicus shorts that you would find on TV. That's it. Kind of felt like an X-rated episode or something like Tales from the Unexpected. Yeah, it was like it was like a fucking X-rated version of Red Dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know my British TV. <laughs> it has, but it has that aspect about it, and I think that's that's another thing that kind of dragged me. It's a it's a weird one because in a lot of respects, there's there's bits and bobs here. There's flashes of greatness. I think the flashes of greatness like stand out even more because the rest of the movie is, in my opinion, quite dull. Uh, overall, as a as as a complete package, though, it does kind of feel a bit cheap, um, and it does kind of feel like a bit half a half a movie it's half a movie experience um i will say this it's probably the most accurate movie uh ever ever made of an alien observing humans because like i said before we for the most part as a species are 
barely fucking dull. Um, and from that from that perspective, they nailed that right. <laughs> like they got that. They got that. Well, but I don't want to see that. I want to see the big old sci-fi version. The, yeah, the yeah. you know of it where you know we're, we're you know the alien stumbles across a you know a, a an encyclopedia detailing all the genocide that we've done all that shit you know what I mean all that stuff that's covered in other sci-fi movies where aliens come to observe us which we just don't get in here because um, this is on on such a macro level uh, for for budget and for experience I mean it, it makes no sense why this this alien would spend any time with this couple at all um, you know like he's, he's not going to understand at the end we, we realise it's so he can anticipate whether or not we you know he's, he's sampling yeah well, he's, he's sampling everything to find out if uh, the, you know what has the right level of protein for his species um, to me he would have found that out really fucking quick at the beginning because he would have munched on something well he already ate the cop so yeah. he should so yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a strange it's a strange thing overall. Um, if you're telling me that you think this is maybe not the best movie in the box set, that means that things are only going to get better from here on. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, there's a lot more funner or more interesting <laughs> concepts that come up. But if I'm gonna re like, I'll watch like fucking bloody New Year yeah. before I watch this again, but. I'm not going to say that movie's perfect either. You know, All right. you know what I mean? In that aspect, it's a little bit more fun. It has, you know, cheesier. Let's just put it that way. It's a little more fun to have with that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a perfect way to sum this movie up. Uh, actually, my homie Moods from 22 Shots did this movie for, like, one of his 31 Days of Horror. Like oh, he has did. he covered this? All right, awesome. And, he, and this was, like, the first year he did it, and he actually did intros to most of his reviews in the intro he's like pray alien pray and it cuts to him snoring (laughs) (laughs) he's not wrong he's not wrong Um, (laughs) he's not wrong yeah it's weird because like this is like less than a year from Satan's Slaves and it kind of feels like this is almost a Right, this just gives me an excuse to make a movie until something else comes along. A year, a year later, he does terror. So. Jesus, so he does. I'm just looking at that right now. So, um, and that seems like we're moving back into kind of witchier, satanic elements, which makes me happy. It does make me happy. Um, sadly, I have nothing else to say about this movie. There is so little overall. I, I will, I will give this the fox-like vampiric alien face design I actually quite enjoyed I dug it quite a bit I thought it looked pretty cool um, yeah yeah like it was kind of an interesting aspect that they made him a fox because they kept talking about foxes and hunting stuff throughout the movie too which is a, a which is a thing in, in England uh, is fox hunting so there you know there's a bit of a linkage there uh, in, in terms of the script which I, I kind of thought was I thought that I didn't know if that would translate quite well at all out with um, you know kind of UK based audience and also the like I say when the deaths happen that's kind of cool you know what I mean and, and like to to gaze upon the visage of a naked woman is never a thing that I'm adverse to doing so um, <laughs> when they come up uh, I was like okay yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I can see why he was maybe interested in this project. Uh, I'm starting to see a theme here. Um, but yeah, like overall, um, to to steal what moods as uh, as a, I mean, I'll not watch this movie again. Um, that's me. That's me. One and done it, and there's not enough to make me want to come back and see it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of tapped out of things to say. Is there anything you want to say though? I, I have monopolized a lot of this conversation. Is there anything you want to say um, as no, relates to pray before we grade it? No, no. Like maybe I will watch this movie again, but just with the commentary because I kind of want to know a little bit more about the making of this movie because there is a commentary track with Norman J. Warren on the release. Ah, I did not know so, that. So I might because you might give a little more aspects of maybe budget and shit and why the movie is the way it is too. That's probably the only way I, unless somebody else wants to watch it, I'm not going to stare them away. I want to see what their experience with the movie is too. So like a buddy, you want to watch prey? Okay. But I'm going to be smoking weed the whole time when we're watching this. So you, you just watch it and I'll just be on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we do some Netflix grades over up in this bitch. Uh, one is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, five is loved it. Um, on the previous episode, we scored relatively well for Satan Slaves. Uh, where are you coming in for pre? I'd probably give it... Uh, fuck. I'm in between like a one point... I'll give it a two because there, there was... I did actually kind of like some aspects of it a little bit more on Second Time Watch. Because it kind of did help that I had the subtitles on and I kind of liked some of the dialogue, mm-hmm. even though it was kind of dull in some aspects. But it, it kept me interested enough with like the subtitles on to actually get more invested with kind of like the characters in this one. It, but it's definitely the least aspect of his movies that I like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 going with your initial knee jerk, uh, like before you talked yourself out and gave it a point five above. It's a one point five for me. It's it sits somewhere between I hated it and I didn't like it. I I, I would be loath to say that I hated this movie um, and didn't like it. It's maybe not strong enough. Like I say, there are some aspects in here that are are certainly worth seeing with thine own eyes and the movie isn't particularly long it's not one that I would necessarily recommend if you've got the box set fucking watch it though because you paid for it Um, and yeah I mean it's one that I can tick off the list for sure and certainly from the the five here um, you know I'd like Terror I have seen but well Terror I think I've seen like this is one that I'm fairly sure I have watched before but then again I'm thinking there is another movie called Terror from so the sixties, yeah, it's the Boris Karloff one, maybe. Yeah, so it's not that's not that one, definitely not. So yeah, well, no, just I'm re- I'm reading the synopsis there, and it that to me is not ringing the bell of what I thought this movie was. So I may have not seen this movie. So we'll find out if a uh, big Norman uh, G. Warren can you, win me round. I'll give you a hint. Uh, pretty much Norman J. Warren, Sarah Suspiria is like I want to make a, my version of Suspiria. <laughs> Oh, you have me in like Flynn. Then you've you've me you you have my attention, Mister Warren, and I'm looking forward to watching your full Suspiria, your fake Suspiria, your British low budget Suspiria, <laughs> Fuspiria, uh, the fake Fuspiria. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. We will be back to do that though. 
Um, and well, whenever we do these recordings, at the moment we seem to be churning them out fairly quick, which means you guys will be receiving them fairly quick. Uh, but yeah, I, I, to be honest, man, the, the the movie is inconsequential to the opportunity of sitting down and shooting the shit and having a chat with you. That's where the fun lies for me. And if the movies stay the same quality as Prey all the way through, which I know they don't because I'm saying the odds fucking nuts. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm just enjoying working my way through a box set for a change instead of watching it in shrink wrap on my uh, on my shelves for years and years gathering dust. Yeah. Um, now, uh, you have many shows. You mentioned them all in the previous episode, but at the end of every recording, I like people to promote their stuff. Uh, you're a busy man, so let the people know where they can check out your shit. Sure. Awesome stuff, actually. Uh, of this recording, actually, you dropped today. The episode four of They're Here podcast is mm. out. It just came out today. I actually got to go, you know... Uh, share that in all the groups in a few minutes <laughs> but uh you know and then we are recording the next episode of cinema attack this saturday where we're going to be doing a retrospective on three trauma movies which have some craziness going on we're doing blood junkie the taint and father's day and there's going to be a lot of exploding penises and <laughs> incest talk on that episode uh but uh then also uh celluloid dissections will be recording in two weeks we are doing uh studio ghibli's grave of the fireflies oh nice so, so little little mixtures a little goofiness at cinema attack and then we're going to talk about some depression on celluloid dissections uh but uh then uh no more room in hell also we recording we're doing a double feature of rock and roll nightmare and wild zero and uh, I believe we will have a special guest by Moods from 22 Shots on that episode. Uh, don't hold me to that. <laughs> Sunday, but I think he'll be on that one. And uh, finally, I'm going to plug one more thing that I'm doing because I'm actually... Oh, yeah, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, of course, where we give you those visions of Monsterland. We should be recording that soon. But I'm also going to be guesting on the, the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror Wreck show. They're doing the Wreck franchise. Oh, nice. Wreck 1 through 4, and we're also going to be doing Quarantine 1 and 2 in that episode. And I believe I'll be joined by... I think Jeremy's actually coming back for that episode, and also Mike Merriman. So it's going to be a six-man show. So you might be hearing us talk over each other a lot in that episode. <laughs> it might not be the most popular opinion, but I think Wreck is one of the most solid franchises ever fucking made. So... There we go. I look forward save to your conversations. Yeah, I save them in my opinion so people could listen to them on that show. But yeah. uh, spoiler alert, I kind of agree with you. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, hopefully, everyone will go out and check out all that stuff. Um, it's always a pleasure chatting to you. We will, of course, be back to do some terror in an upcoming episode. Would you like to say goodbye to the listeners, please? Goodbye. <laughs> right I'm going to take my final break when I come back I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this you're listening to the podcast under the stairs and 
glad you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. Ladies and gents, this has been episode 230. So disc number two in the Bloody Terror box set, The Shocking Cinema of Norman J. Warren, 1976 to 1987. So that's the second instalment there. Hopefully you enjoyed our chats. Uh, maybe not the best movie in the world to discuss, but it's always fun chatting to Derek. So that's the that's the offset there. Movie's not great, chatting to Derek, ton of fun. So yeah, I feel like I got the better deal there. Um, and yeah, it takes another movie off the list. And at least I'm getting through the box set and it's not just lying there in the cellophane like these things tend to do. So thanks very much to my guest. Derek will of course be back uh, in some capacity reviewing the next movie from that box set in the very near future I would imagine in the next two weeks or so there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs as always as you come across and check us out wherever you're listening to the show right now you want to hit subscribe and that way you'd never miss anything that we put out because when you subscribe to something when I drop a show it populates in your feed so make sure you're subscribed and you don't miss anything as I said at the beginning of this episode I've got a ton of things coming loads planned and loads about to drop so you need to make sure that you're subscribed to the feed and also subscribe to that teapots collective as well you're getting essentially three episodes this week on that feed of different varying interest and content and all that jazz i don't know it's there anyway so you need to go and check it out for show right uh, visit our website it's teapotscast.com you can buy merch to support this show posters and pins i'm actually looking at the moment currently into what else we can do uh, I did promise I was going to bring back the mug, but interest on the Facebook page was a bit slim on that one. Um, so I don't know if I will do that, but I'm trying to look at other ways to do some other sorts of merch of some description. Uh, mostly because my fees for the host provider for the website will be coming up in a couple of months, and it would be really great if we can uh, fund that while you're getting something cool. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. There will be things coming up in the near future for that. But yeah, so that's teapotscast.bigcartel.com. Our Facebook group page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. And the Facebook page for the Teapots Collective is facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. You can interact with myself and the bands and the twin prongs of social media sexiness, Instagram and Twitter. Both can be followed at teapotscast. And while you're at it, ladies and gents, why not check us out on Flick Chat? It's free and available for Android and iOS. It's an app where you can listen to not only the podcast directly through it, but interact with us on message boards in there. I will be starting to populate lists to do with the Summer Teapots Top 10 series directly in Flick Chat, because that is the sort of place you want to have those hive mind conversations. So yeah, good time to come across and check out that free app. Flick Chat, join code TEPUTSCAST. The podcast under the stairs will return to you this Thursday. Make sure you get your reviews in for this Wednesday for Julia's Eyes. It's Movie Club for May 2020. But until then, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.